Kargila Army by Lam Lai Ching. Behind efforts to preserve the endangered giant stork is a biologist and a 400-strong group of women. The day is permanently etched in Purnima Devi Barman's memory. It was late morning back in February 2007 when the young wildlife biologist left her house to drive one and a half hours to Dadara, a village in the state of Assam in northeast India. Her research task for the day was to look for nesting trees of the greater adjutant stork. Assam alone hosts more than 75% of the giant stork's global population. As she walked around the village, looking up to the towering treetops searching for nests, she came across an elderly man frantically chopping down a large cadam tree that soared well over 20 metres high. She raced over and asked him why he was cutting the tree down, pointing out that the tree was home to many storks. The storks are bad luck, he shouted. His rage was fueled by a lifetime of living below the storks and the unpleasant mess of rotten food and dung that accompanied the long nesting season. No matter how much Barman pleaded with him to spare the tree, she could not save it, or the nine stork nests it housed. When the tree crashed to the ground, so did nine tiny white and dark stork chicks. They lay scattered on the hard ground, shrieking loudly. Their confrontation attracted the attention of other villagers. Barman called out to the onlookers to help rescue the chicks so she could take them to the nearby state zoo. Instead of helping, they laughed. Four chicks died. Barman managed to get the remaining five to the zoo, but only one survived. The greater adjutant stork is not a pretty bird. It has dull grey feathers, a large wedge-shaped beak, a bald head, a wrinkly pouch that dangles from its neck, and it stands up to 1.5 metres tall. They forage in wetlands for fish and mollusks and animal bones to satisfy their large calcium-rich diet. Once abundant in Southeast and East Asia, in 2007 the species was listed as endangered under the IUCN Red List, International Union for Conservation of Nature Red List of Threatened Species. Today, urbanisation and the loss of nesting trees means many of the birds live in landfills and garbage dumps. Of the roughly 20 species of storks, the greater adjutant is among the most endangered. In the Assam villages of Dadara, Pakaria and Singimari, the storks are known as hagila, meaning bone wallowers, because of their habit of eating the bones of animal carcasses. Their massive size and appetite also means that they produce a large amount of dung, which stains the trees in the villagers' backyards leaving an unpleasant stench, made worse by the rotten meat they bring to their nests to feed their chicks. Not surprisingly, locals see them as pests and when at their wit's end, often cut down or smoke the trees during the birds' breeding season to get rid of the nests. Back in 2007, Barman was a researcher at Gohati University, studying the foraging ecology, breeding habits and genetic status of the storks. She planned to finish her research while her daughters were still young, but the incident with the elderly man and villagers changed things. The anger of the villagers made it clear to her that the local stork population needed urgent protection, and simply focusing on writing research papers and books wasn't going to be enough. I had to involve the locals, she says. I had to help them understand more about the storks. That day, 
Barman stopped her research and went door to door to talk with the villagers to try to persuade them to find a better way to manage the problems they encountered with the storks. I visited the village often, meeting locals and nest tree owners, and also started visiting the garbage dumps to observe the storks. Six months later, Barman had a clearer understanding of the cycle of the birds, their breeding habits, and non-breeding habitats. Her greatest challenge was getting the villagers to see past the smell of the birds. Everyone wanted to share their disgust at their messy dung, their smelly nests, and noisy baby birds. Despite her efforts, Barman grew anxious at how difficult it was to further her project. She needed access to nests, but the storks' nests were in trees in the villagers' yards, on private land. She had to do something to gain the villagers' trust, and cleaning up the storks' mess seemed the best approach. Initially, people laughed and said I was doing a silly thing, she recalls. Attitudes started to shift when a group of women came out to help Barman clean. Not long after, she had built both trust and friendship with them. Although the women were happy to help her clean up, they didn't attend the meetings she held to educate the villagers about the birds. They gave the excuse that they needed to cook for their families. So I started up a cooking competition to attract them, which grew into a cooking festival, she says. Word spread about the cooking competition, and when more women entered their dishes, more also started to join the meetings. It was here that Barman talked about the role of storks in the local ecosystem and how storks cleaned up the environment by eating decaying animal carcasses. She also taught the women how to help rehabilitate injured storks. With more understanding, the women's attitudes improved towards the storks. Today, Barman has a group of more than 400 local volunteers who campaign for the conservation of storks. She calls them her Hagila Army. With 400 women, We are reaching more than 10,000 households, she says. Our women are now forefront leaders and they motivate the men in the family to join the conservation effort. During the breeding season, from August to April, instead of cutting down trees, the women organise panchamrit ceremonies, a ceremony to congratulate expecting mothers with prayers and offerings and a special dessert made from milk, yoghurt, honey and sugar. The women also take turns to carry out rescues handing over sick, injured birds or rescued chicks to a nearby rehabilitation centre. Sometimes they work with forest rangers and local police, who help by transporting the birds to the Assam State Zoo or local forestry offices, where their injuries are treated. Some even help raise orphaned chicks until they are strong enough to be released back into the wild. The community's conservation efforts are now well known across the Assam region. Our Hagila army continues to monitor the nests and look for fallen birds, says Barman. The local government provided nets and we installed these nets under the trees to help reduce the injury rate of the fallen babies. But there is still a strong need for a specialist rescue centre near the nesting colonies. Storks are no longer at risk from the villagers and can be seen safely perched atop trees in villages in Assam, where Barman's conservation work continues. When I started my journey in 2007, there were 27 nests with 500 birds scattered across the three villages of Dadara, Pakaria and Singramari. Today, there are 250 nests with around 1,000 birds. It is the largest breeding colony of the storks in the world, she says. The global population is between 1,200 to 1,500 birds.
In 2018, Barman completed her PhD. She continues to grow the Hagila army to protect future conservation of India's greater adjutant stork. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Zoe Mernier. Sound production by Ricky Price.